Hello and welcome to Rollins Around Town. I'm Sam Stark and I serve as the Vice President of Communications and External Relations here at Rollins College. Rollins Around Town is a showcase of outstanding people who make dynamic and important contributions to the Rollins campus and throughout Central Florida. In either case, these are difference makers who help uplift the mission and brand of Rollins and who help make our region a special place to live, learn, and work. Today, I'm delighted to welcome Jessica Maynard, who serves as the Assistant Director for Pre-Collegiate Programs here at Rollins College. Jessica is a graduate of Edgewater High School and Tuskegee University and leads a unique and important program for Rollins and for many students throughout Central Florida. I'm delighted to have her on the show and, and me personally learn more about her work, but more importantly for our listeners and our community to learn more about Jessica's work. So thanks for being with us. Glad to have you on the show. Thank you for inviting me. I'm really, really excited about this opportunity. Good. Well, thanks. Well, for you know, give us your quick backstory. You're obviously a, a local uh, kid and a local girl. Uh, and so tell us kind of your backstory that, that got you to Rollins College. Um, so ironically, um, I was actually in the Upper Bound program when I was in high school, um, and I went to Edgewater. Um, so I was approached by one of my um, counselors at Edgewater High School with the opportunity to come in um, Rollins College campus with the Upper Bound program. And so I started my ninth grade year, and I was able to participate in the program all the way through senior year. And then when I was in the program, they actually offered a bridge program where you get to take two college credit classes with the whole school. And so I did that the summer before I got into Tuskegee University. So that was an amazing opportunity that I had with the Upper Bound program. And so I, I just knew when I went to Tuskegee University, I studied political science and I was going to be a lawyer. Like, you know, when the <laughs> right. kids have the questions and what career do you want to go into? I always said lawyer, lawyer, lawyer. Um, but when I actually started studying political science and, and got into my internships and opportunities to give back through community service, um, I seen my interest kind of shift a little bit into um, community engagement, education opportunities. And so that's when I was introduced to an Upper Bound program that was actually housed at Tuskegee University. And so I started volunteering there. Um, I um, began my residential assistant or advisor track um, with the Tuskegee University Upper Bound program as well. And then I transitioned back down here and started volunteering with our Rollins College Upper Bound while I was an undergrad. And so progressively, I was uh, teaching middle school, high school, and so 2019, I got the opportunity to come back and work full time as assistant director, and um, I've been here ever since. I and so it. most recently, I got to transition into the director position um, after our director stepped away and went off to um, another venture opportunity. And so now I am in this capacity. That's right. Well, I think I accidentally said assistant, so thank you for <laughs> okay. that clarification and apology. So clarify what Upward Bound is, because I'm not sure... Everybody knows it's a it's a federal program right through the U.S. Mm -hmm. Department of Education. Mm -hmm. um, so Upper Bound is under the umbrella of TRIO. It is funded by the Department of Education. Our particular program has been here on Rollins College campus for over 30 years. Um, so we are one of the vets to the Upper Bound organization. Um, and so it gives opportunities for first-generation low-income students to be exposed to the opportunity of post-secondary education. 
Um, so anything in regards to um, cultural aspects, college and university exposure, going um, to campuses in Central Florida, outside of Central Florida, skill development, uh, financial literacy, anything that um, we deem as necessary in regards to um, the immediate, how can I say this? And I, and I keep just throwing out exposure because that's really what we want them to be able to do right. um, in regards to gaining these resources and access to um, pre-collegiate, I mean, excuse me, post-secondary resources. Um, and so that is really where we are uh, geared toward for our students in the Central Florida area. And out of all of the high schools, we are designated to four Title I schools, and that is Jones, Evans, Wakiva, and Oak Ridge. Now, when I was in the program, it was all of Central Florida, but it has since decreased from there. Um, there are a lot of uh, resources that pour into the Central Florida area, but our specific target schools are those four that I mentioned. So why, why is that? Um, is, do other higher ed institutions s sort of adopt or work with the other uh, other high schools? So to my understanding, that's exactly what it is. Uh, we are not the only upper bound program in the Central Florida area. There are two other upper bound programs, but then there are also a lot of resources and nonprofits that feed into um, the uh, Orange County Public School District, um, such as Elevation, Elevate, Valencia Horizons. And so we are part of that um, community-based organization group and hub that serves the Central Florida community. Right. Fascinating. You mentioned TRIO. That, that's another uh, term that, that I mm -hmm. heard, you know, read about and learned a little bit about, but, mm -hmm. but it, can, can you explain what that means and what that is? Um, so it is providing resources and opportunities for um, the underserved community. Um, and so under TRIO, there are a series of other, um, not pre-collegiate, but also post um, graduate study uh, opportunities for resources as well. They have the McNair program who is targeted for first-generational income students, mostly geared toward um, the track of the TRIO program. So if you were in Upper Bound, you qualify for these services. Um, they also have Talent Search, and that gears toward, um, again, the same demographics of first-generation, maybe low-income students, um, but it starts in middle school. And then they have Veterinary um, Upper Bound for veterans that come out and say, hey, I, I, I want to pursue education, but I don't really know where to start. And so they are all based on college campuses, but there are also some private institutions that write for these grants as well because they are available to anybody who wants to write for the grant. And they're usually from the um, three to five year track where you will be able to be funded to serve a certain amount of students. We currently serve 72 students, but we've seen programs that serve in the, you know, they're at bigger institutions. Um, 100 to about 300 students within their program. Talent Search is really the bigger serving size students because they start from um, sixth grade all the way up until high school students as well. Okay. So they can average maybe 100 to about 300 students mm. as well to serve those. So those 72 students that we serve, are those current high school students at one of those four high schools that you mentioned? Correct. So we start recruiting um, their... Eighth grade year, <laughs> I was going to call them freshmen or something like that, but they're not really considered freshmen uh -huh. just yet. Um, but they can join the program as soon as their transition summer from eighth grade to ninth grade and all the way up until senior year. Um, but this is for pre-collegiate resources. So we want to 
get them into the program before senior year because there are so many things that you have to learn and understand about, you know, how do you apply for financial aid, financial literacy? How do you apply to admissions? What is the Common App? And so we want to get them as soon as possible so that they stay with us throughout their high school track. Um, and when they get to their senior year, they're more prepared for that process. It's fascinating. Do, do most schools, do you, do you, I don't even know if you know, like do most schools in Florida have an upward bound program? Are we fairly unique in the higher ed? Uh, I want to say that we are fairly unique. I do know that there are student support services at most higher ed institutions. Right. So again, that can look like something under the trio um, umbrella of student support services, but they don't target high school students. So it will depend on the institution and depend on what type of relationship that they have with their school district, whether mm -hmm. they say, hey, we, we need an upper bound program here at our school so that we can now kind of funnel those schools into the institutions, so to speak. Um, but I think the beauty about being in the upper bound program is that they don't necessarily have to go to that school, right? We're trying to identify the schools that are going to be best fit to support our students. Right. So out of those 72, what's your goal with those 72 students? Is it to get them to come to Rollins or is it to get them to go anywhere? To get them to go anywhere. Yeah. If Rollins is the best fit for our students, we want them to come to Rollins. We've had several upper bound students to come to Rollins and absolutely thrive in this environment. And it, it's a good fit for them, or it was a good fit for them because mm -hmm. they have since graduated. But we do have um, two undergrad that are currently here um, working in different departments um, as a student from Rollins, but not necessarily going to Rollins or going to UCF or going to um, USF because right. they also have an upper bound program, but really identifying what school is going to be best for them. How are our current students or, or are they involved in, in your work? In other words, do, do, do you bring those 72 students onto campus? Uh, I know you do, especially in the summer, mm -hmm. um, which we can talk about, but um, do our students, current students um, at Rollins, work with, help, guide, coach, advise, support any of these students who are in the program while still in high school? So um, the unique opportunities that we have with students that are currently at Rollins, I always try to make it known that, hey, we are on campus. Um, if there is ever any club fair activity or somebody's having a meeting, I always go and say, hey, I work with Upperbound. And for <laughs> those who don't know what Upperbound is, you know, this will be an opportunity for you to give back, mentor, gain community service hours um, to be a part of what we have going on. And so two Saturday sessions, two Saturdays out of the month, we have sessions where our students from those four high schools come on campus and they get academic um, reinforcement. Um, they also participate in numerous activities, whether we're talking about skill development, to always go back to financial literacy because that is one of the major things that we talk about. Also mental health and awareness. And then just giving them an opportunity to be on a college campus and talk to a college student. So we mm -hmm. have some students that are a part of SGA that come in and do community service with our students. Um, as well as the BSU students as well. And then our two um, former Upper Bound students, they also come back in and, and talk about their experience at Rollins and their experience as a first-gen student to kind of give that reflection for our students to say, 
hey, what will it be like to be a student at Rollins? Right. Is there a different, um, or what's the difference in programming that you do um, in the summer versus the regular academic calendar year? So the summer is very interesting. I think <laughs> that is the highlight of the program. That is what everybody, you know, talks about. Um, and that just gives them more hands-on experience as far as being a college student. This year, we're going to shake things up a little <laughs> bit um, so that they can really have that reflection of kind of the, the schedule of it. Um, in the past, it's been every single day you go through the academic schedule, um, and it's to pre-expose them to all of the information that they're going to be getting that next year. So all of our freshmen, they're going to be getting their sophomore class load. And so when I do my spill about Upper Bound, mm. I always say, you know, if you're coming over the summer, then that means in the fall you should be getting straight A's, right? You've been pre-exposed to this information. You should literally be helping the teacher um, instruct all of the other students in that class because you already know this information. Um, and so that's essentially what it is for, is to put our students ahead of the game so that if they are in need of that academic um, reinforcement during those Saturday sessions, they have that opportunity to talk to our um, certified um Orange County public school teachers, Seminole County, Osceola County um, teachers for them to come in on those Saturday sessions. But then the summertime also gives them the opportunity to stay on campus. So um, we've gone on multiple uh, other college campuses and they've had upper bound programs. We've been able to interact with um, different schools in that capacity. And so every program looks a little different. Um, some people stay for the entire six weeks our particular program is geared toward exposing them to the three opportunities of how students are currently experiencing college uh, we know that post covid a lot of our students are virtual right they they take all of their classes virtually or they're commuting a lot of students now we're seeing that they're staying home they're they're staying closer to home whether they're going to valencia or another state college um so we want them to experience life as a commuting student what does that look like do i have the capacity to actually succeed in my classes doing the commuting route and then we again give them that residential component to say hey you are now no longer living at home. <laughs> you are able to experience life as a college student <laughs> on a college campus. Maybe you know your roommate, maybe not. Maybe you are sharing bathrooms, maybe <laughs> not. And so, again, it, it prepares them um, to see exactly what it's going to be like when they actually go to Rollins or go to Florida State or UCF. Right. I don't think I've asked you this before, Um do you report in through admissions or student affairs? Student affairs. I mean, there's a there's a certainly a case to be made, isn't there? That in many ways you're kind of a recruiter, maybe. Mm -hmm. It's essentially. <laughs> it's a way. It's an interesting. Essentially, essentially, and I and I honestly think that we are we're connected, right? A little bit through every department because the biggest thing is going to be the exposure, right? We, we want them to know what the exact admissions process is. We want them to know the student affairs process of it. We want them to know, you know, the, the scheduling process of it. And the different departments and components that essentially make up the college experience is what they really need to know. Because, you know, as a first gen myself, when I got on a college campus, I was just excited to be there. I didn't really know what I was doing, but I really wanted to be there. I knew what I wanted to do, but I didn't know where to go to get those resources to really maximize my experience. Right. And so that's what I really want to 
kind of transition the program to is is making sure that we're capitalizing off of the resources of Rollins to ensure that our students um, are going to be successful once they go off. So that leads me to the next question. Like, what what are your metrics? How are you how are you successful at the end of the year? Maybe it's even a longer term because you, they start in that sort of summer before their freshman year. What what are the metrics that you look at that says we did it? Uh, we're doing good work. And I think it's always exciting because this program has been vetted, right? We we've been here for so long, and it's like, oh man, Jessica, you have big shoes to fill um, to get to that next stop, but. We um, keep data on our students for six years after they graduate college to really say, hey, did these resources that we were offering them in high school, um, did they actually work? Mm -hmm. Um, The demographics that we have, it says that they will tend to graduate four to six years after they have enrolled into post-secondary institution. Um, And so that's what we look like. That's what we look at. So every year we have... um, um, a kind of a report that rolls out to say, hey, did the students that graduated six years ago, did they actually meet that target goal of graduating on time? And so that's kind of how they measure it, but they also measure it off of the graduating class. So this year will be measured off of the graduating class of 2022. Um, How many of those students in that population actually went off and are currently enrolled as freshmen for this year? Right. And so they use those things to kind of gear toward, should we still be funded, <laughs> right? Should we be giving you money to do all of these amazing things um, based on what the students display after they graduate? Yeah. And, and d- your funding does come from some grants in addition to just college support. Is that is that correct? Am I? So it primarily right? comes from the Department of Education. Okay. There is a, um, a five-year grant that five we years. are awarded. Yep. Um, and so they say, hey... You are now awarded within these next five years. Every year we're going to kind of monitor that progress to see if you have hit all of these targets um, and the objectives that you wrote, excuse me, in your grant. Um, And so that's really how we are evaluated based on our performance. And you said we've had it here for 30 something years. Yes. Um, How many alumni do we have? In other words, were there if there were were there are there 20 that went through the program as mm-hmm. high school students and then did come to Rollins, did graduate from Rollins? I would say about 20. Yeah. I, I can honestly give about 20. Yeah. Um, I know since I've been here since 2019, um, there have been three students from the Upper Bound program that have graduated from Rollins, and then now we currently have two. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I think there's a cynical question why does Rollins do this? Mm-hmm. Um, why why is this so important to do, um, potentially for students that won't come here? Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I, I know the answer, and I and I think it's fantastic. But what what would you say to that person? Um, I think it's the exposure of it. I know I go to several campuses, um, middle school and high school, and I always ask the question: Have you ever? been to Rollins College. Do you know what Rollins College is? Do you know where Rollins College is? Because we always hear Valencia. We always hear UCF. Um, but within these type of demographics of Title I schools, we don't necessarily hear Rollins College. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think the exposure behind that, and I think that's one of my missions as well, is to 
get more exposed to the opportunities that are around because I know Rollins has a great partnership with uh, several of our schools, Jones High School, um, for one, where they have the opportunity to get those scholarships. And I know people shy away once they learn about Rollins. They say, hey, the, the price tag looks a little steep, mm-hmm. but there are resources for those students to attain so that they can actually come and experience what Rollins has to offer. Right. How, how much of your work is also balanced with the, obviously the, the, the next step in life with, with college and, and university and what that's going to look like with also sort of community engagement and just sort of uh, getting a, a better sense of what's beyond their circle, family and educational circle? Um. I would say um, the, f- the first piece of my work is to um, really get to know our students and our families mm-hmm. and really understand their needs and, w- and what they should be doing to kind of prepare themselves for that next step. Um, and one of those things is to gear them toward other opportunities, whether it's community service, whether it's other um, pre-collegiate programs, um, so to speak, so that they are getting that double service. Um, Because one of my favorite quotes is, it takes a village to raise a child. Mm -hmm. And we only target 72 students. There are so many other students in the Central Florida area that need help. I mean, this is nationwide, right? Right. Um, So it's just getting that understanding of providing the support that is needed for the students that we have in our program. And, And I think one of the biggest things for me is to get our name out there and start building that network to kind of bridge the gap of these services. And have everybody kind of be be on the same standing or the same grounds as far as the help that is right. out there for our students. Interesting. You 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 kind of quickly mentioned it, but I think it's it's probably a bigger deal. Families like you don't just work with the student; you work with with their families. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about that. Um. So. The demographics of our students now, um, we have a lot of international students that have transitioned to the Central Florida area. And so they are really first gen, right? They are first to come and live in America, um, first time citizens, some of our students. um, And so they don't really know the process of post-secondary education at all. Right. They they heard the mention of, you know, college and, you know, going and accessing these these different careers and opportunities for themselves. But it's literally um, exposing them to the word of college and university and really starting from step one to identify what does that look like for my student and how can we support them for them to be successful. And a lot of them surprisingly are are very engaged in the process. Right. They want to know themselves, you know, how can I support my student? Really, ultimately, their success in their academics um, their success in going off and it's a lot right. it's, it's it's so much within this process it, it's not a sit down one hour session it's right, really you're done. Uh, right. you know it's really a <laughs> development of skills it's the, a development of of services all of these things so the investment into knowing the family getting to know them getting for giving them the opportunity to trust you with their students right um the summertime Right. They are giving their babies to you to say, hey, I trust you to give them this experience, but to also keep them safe. Um, We take them on several college tours and college trips and opportunities outside of campus. So they're entrusting us to also, you know, say what we 
say that we're going to do essentially um, really stand on, you know, the principles and the objectives of the program to really give them that experience. Right. What did you know about Rollins back when you were a senior or junior at Edgewater High School? And and I'll let you answer uh, answer that. Um, I didn't know much about Rollins. Um, honestly, I didn't know much about Rollins until I was actually in the program. I was mm. able to come on campus because I, I knew about Valencia and I knew right. a little bit about UCF, but I had no idea that Rollins was over here. And it's so funny because I grew up um, in Eatonville. And so that is not it's right there. It's, it's literally <laughs> right up the street. Right. And so, but I mean, like many of our students, I, I go to church and then I go home. I'm not venturing all around the city. And, you know, my family was really strict in that way. And it's like, you go where I take you and then we're going home. <laughs> and so that's really what all I knew about Rollins College. Yeah. I was going to ask, like, what, you know, oftentimes the perception is one thing, the reality is another. And I was wondering if that perception versus reality ratio has changed in your, even in your head and your experience, maybe even when you first got here, kind of started to know a little bit about Rollins. Has it, is it different today than it was when you first started? I honestly, I talk about my upper bound experience to the students all the time, the good and the bad. Right. And, and not bad because of the program, but because, I mean, the students, we were high school students, <laughs> right? So we experienced a couple of things. Um, but I absolutely love this community. It's It's so open. It's so progressive in the sense of, a community, right? Bigger institutions, you're just the number. At Rollins, it's, it's really intimate in understanding who your students are, who the faculty and staff are, and then creating those relationships and networks. And that's what I was able to do. Even with the professors, when I took my bridge classes over the summer, they helped me a lot through that summer transition before I actually went to school as well. And, and that's what I have seen since I've been here. It's people willingly helping and willingly um creating access and in different pathways for their students and again the community to ultimately be successful and I think one of the biggest reasons why I did not apply to Rollins was because I said I'm not staying in Central Florida ah right you know and and, and we get that no we, we get a lot of students right now that says I just want to leave I want to leave. I want to go off. I got and, one of those at home. So, <laughs> and so, it's, and, and again, it's creating that opportunity for the students to really identify what schools match with their desires. Um, and, and just in my case, that was me. That's yeah. why, and honestly, my twin brother, he was in the program with me. He actually did Holt School. So he, really? he was a twin. He was the student that says, I, I don't, I don't want to leave. I want to stay close. Um, so he did do the whole school, but I went off. Right. Mm-hmm. That's kind of interesting. And then you mm-hmm. came back. Where is he? Is I can I ask that? He's actually in California. Okay. LA. Interesting. He, yeah, yeah. Couldn't leave so, for college, yeah, but yeah, boy. Right. Right. <laughs> right. He he had a lot of hand holding up until that time. And he was just like, I think I'm ready. And I was like, I think you <laughs> right. are too. That's so good. fantastic. What what's your what's your snap your fingers, you know, and make it happen wish? for the Upward Bound program at Rollins College? I only get one. Well, you can no. have a couple. <laughs> no, really, no, a couple. Um, I I would say visibility. To whom, for whom? Um, I would say visibility for the students and the community because a lot of people 
still don't know that we are on campus. We're a little off campus, but we're still a part of the campus community. So I say visibility in the sense of people know that we're here. People know that these opportunities are available. And again, this is a college, so there are so many different entities and Mm -hmm. departments and things. Um, But just getting on the radar of this could be a potential option for students to do work study or, you know, different collaborations um, with the different departments as well. Um, And then another one is funding. Mm -hmm. And I think this is a big one because we are grant funded by the Department of Education. And so there are so many things that I would love to do, like (laughs) go on more out of state trips. (laughs) And that's a big one for the students as well. I, there was one time where we did a spring break tour and we went to St. Petersburg and we we did the college that was over there. And we, we took a little detour and we just drove past the beach, right? Let them stop and put their feet in the sand. And one student literally said, thank you so much for this opportunity. I've never been to the beach before. Right. And she's 16, 17 years old. Right, 45 minutes from the beach and... Right in Central Florida, not yep. having that opportunity. Right. And so I, I think that is the biggest thing f- for us to be able to provide these opportunities for students. Some some of them have never been outside of the state of Florida, let alone Orlando. Right. And so just having the opportunity to kind of do more outside of what we are funded to do. I'll, I'll get um, kicked under the table by our vice president of institutional advancement. But can are can, can people contribute directly to your program, to this program? So I believe so. They have the opportunity to donate. We have had donations before. We are actually in the process of, of trying to verify how and, and through what fund and budget code and all mm-hmm. of the restrictions <laughs> and formalities of it um, for it to directly come to us. But it has been done um, before. And, you know, as I transition and get more familiar with this position, right. I'm trying to open up those um alleyways yeah. and highways <laughs> and <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> all of those things so that we'll have the opportunity to do. How can, how can people learn more? Is there, do you, do you have a website or a web we presence? We do have a website and we are more active on social media. Okay. Everybody's on social media. So we do have a Facebook Rollins College Upper Bound and we do also have an Instagram Rollins UB. Okay. Um, there is application, um, and then all of the updates that we do as far as activities go are also on those networks as well. And then we have a, a website through Rollins College. Um, it would be rollins.edu backslash upper bound. I, 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 this is the only question I told you I'd ask you, uh, and that is that if you are president of Rollins for a day, what what does that look like for Rollins College with your leadership as president? I am going to stick to my guns and say <laughs> free food because I and and this is this is for me. It may be different for other people, but as soon as I see free food on an email, mm-hmm, you're interested. I am interested. <laughs> I'm with you there. I'm going to get the information. And so I, I think that just provide that at the provides the atmosphere for people to come kind of socialize a little bit. And that will give us the opportunity to, you know, maybe have a QR code that they can scan or, or have a information sheet that they can take away or just maybe have a mic with some music playing <laughs> in the area and say, hey, this is Upper Bound. Hi, it's so great to meet all of you. 
So just have that collective opportunity I like to it. talk to more people. Is there anything I, I, I didn't ask or that you want to share um, just with our with our with our listeners? I want to take a second and talk about our phenomenal students. Um, and so, again, we gear them toward any institution that they feel they are going to, you know, be great in. Right. Um, and so we've had valedictorians in our program, um, students that have been accepted through QuestBridge, Full Ride, Gates Millennia, Dell Scholars. And so they are doing phenomenal things in the top 10% of their schools um, that are at Jones, Evans, Wakaiba, and Oak Ridge. But they're going off and do, doing great things. And I've been here for so long that I still have students still saying, hey, Miss J, can you give me a recommendation? <laughs> and, and I just enjoy the family atmosphere that upper bound provides because we they've been around for so long and so it just com it just provides that extra layer of family um, for people to resonate with the same stories that you identify as especially as first gen gen low income students right. um coming from a title one school there's so many different disadvantages that these students rise up from myself included yeah. Um, and so just having that opportunity to, to give back and see all of the great things that they do when they go off to college and just break those barriers is absolutely phenomenal. And I think that's why I'm so passionate, why I have not left after all of these years, <laughs> um, just because of those stories. That's fantastic. Well, Rollins is very lucky to have you. And I think so fortunate to be part of this program. I too, um, feel like more people need to know about it. And so I'm so happy that we're able to have you on this program. And I hope a few people learn and maybe reach out to you and maybe talk to a friend. And um, the, the more um, our community knows about your work, the better off we will all be. So Absolutely. thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank Jess you. Jessica Mayner, who's the director of the pre-collegiate programs and the Upward Bound program here at Rollins. Thanks for being our guest today on Rollins Around Town. A uh, special thanks to Kalani, our awesome board operator and social media marketing coordinator. Uh, keep updated on all of our shows and guests. Uh, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Rollins Around Town and subscribe to our podcast, Rollins Around Town, wherever you get your podcast. So with that, uh, we thank Jessica and we wish you all a great day. Thanks. <laughs>